WVON is proud to present Her Win Trust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank, Win Trust Financial. All righty then, it's 1138 on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. And when you hear that music, you know that it is um, it, it's time for her win trust. And I really know this lady well. We actually used to work together in the mayor's office. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you Charmaine Ricketts. Hi, Charmaine. How you doing? Great, Perry. How are you? I'm doing so good. It's so funny how our lives have crossed after all those years of not seeing each other for all those years. But, you know, that is the great thing about this job. And, Charmaine, you you were doing so many great things. After you left the mayor's office, And what, what path did you – did you become more of an entrepreneur – or did you, um, you know, work jobs? What, what were you doing? Well, you know, this is what's great because I didn't know what direction this was going to take, but I'm excited to talk about my journey okay. because let me say, first of all, we're going to date ourselves. We were in the mayor's office when it was probably one of the most exciting times under the great Harold Washington. That's right. So That's right. That in and of itself is we are a part of history. So that's mm-hmm. always a great thing. But once, you know, as we all know, when Harold uh, Washington made his transition and, you know, you kind of become separated from your position because I worked directly in the mayor's office, especially then, I was thinking like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Because I really went to college. I graduated from Columbia College with broadcasting and, and all of the things that I was doing, special events you know, in my, you know, future. So then that changed. So I had the greatest opportunity, I think, because God is always in all of the plans to just come and join the family business, Mm -hmm. which had already been established by my parents to, you know, just began to work in the family business and began to build upon that legacy. So basically after my mayor's office days, I came back and my mom and I opened a sit-down soul food restaurant called Riquette's uh, Restaurant on the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And there, in line, my journey to where I am now, you know, we don't have the, the soul food restaurant anymore. We just have the, the Uncle Raymond's Saucy Fried Chicken brand. Uh-huh. So I just, you know, thank God for chicken, you know, <laughs> and began to work and build the brand and stay connected to the community, you know, uh, to be a second generation business owner is a great thing. And it's almost, I don't want it to become an extinct thing in our community because one thing we do uh, sometimes lack, especially I think now the younger generation probably are teaching their generation, but we kind of missed a generation of, of second and, and generation a legacy building. And then when you go past that, it's very few of us that we can say third generation, fourth generation, like other ethnicities. So 
I just came home and, you know, beginning to build our legacy and, and let's try to make it past two generations. So this is what um, impresses me about you, Charmaine, is that and, and this doesn't always happen because a lot of black people don't like to, um, you know, when when the owner dies, the business dies with them because this, you know, there's no passion for the kind Correct. of work. And I think it was your experience probably at Columbia that mm-hmm. you or when the better question is, when did you realize that you have a legacy, that there was a legacy business and you built on that through branding? And that's right. the difference. See, our moms and dads didn't know anything about branding. You came in thinking about making, you know, branding the business. Was it a Correct. tough sell to your parents? Well, it it was, I wouldn't say it was a tough sell because I, although they didn't know what they were doing, you know, my, my father always felt that his kids should have a, a business. So he began to, you know, set his kids up or give his, his kids businesses. Mm-hmm. I think what I had to tell them is that you're you're giving us businesses but i want to build legacy mm-hmm. and how you build legacy is you turn the business into a brand and i don't have you know please don't misunderstand anybody that has a business or you know their parents gave them a business i'm not putting you down but i came to my family in 2000 and one after my mom made her transition mm-hmm. and i said to my family this is how I want to show you and tell you how we build legacy because I compared I said if if, if Popeyes can do it we have we have good we have a good product you right, know right. I said but the difference with the Popeyes and what we are now when people look at us as mom pa is that they have operations they have systems they have manuals they have a, uh, an exact way of doing things they have a consistency I said and that's what a brand is so this is what I want us to start building upon is uh, a brand, building Uncle Remus into a brand. So when we, we first started, we were just Uncle Remus. We had no logo. We had no no brand presence. We had nothing. And then I'm like, everybody has a tag. You know, that's the thing, the thing about brown. It tastes better. Mm-hmm. You know, what can... What can Brown do for you? So everyone had a tagline. So I just began to study other brands and and say, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And I also began to just really work hard at, you know, separating myself from, you know, the norm of what people's perception uh, uh, is of, of Uncle Remus and the brand. And then I told my family, I said, how we build upon that legacy is, you know, all of these uh, other, you know, I told them Little Caesars, you know, Little Caesars is a family owned, was a family owned business That's at right. the time. And they owned everything in, in Michigan. You know, they they had, you know, the, the Fox Theater and all of these That's things. Right. And it's because of them building a brand through, you know, the franchise concept or, mm-hmm. you know, the legacy. And I told them our legacy is, you know, how do you do that? And then you'd go into the foundation. You know, your foundations from organizations come from businesses. And you just have to think smart and, and figure out a way because the ultimate vision is that, you know, people, I want us to have a Riquette Foundation so uh-huh. that we can birth 
businesses into communities of color Mm -hmm. and everything so that it can begin to live on. So when I explained it to my mom first, before she made her transition, we were actually just starting to do the framework. Mm -hmm. Um, She caught it. And then, you know, my dad, who is still living, everyone knows, you know, kind of my dad is 94. We love to tell his age. And um, he, he, he gets it, you know, he gets it now because, you know, we were built on the, you know, in the riots, you know, this, this time for my dad is, is extremely emotional for him. You know, he's, he'll be 94 in August. So you can imagine what he's lived through, you know, yeah, he's lived Jim through Crow, it all. Right. He's, he's lived been, through it all. Yeah. He says, but the difference is you knew that it happened, but this, this technology is in his face all the time. So he says that it happened. It happened then. They just didn't see it because they didn't have, you know, video cameras or, or, or you know, they didn't have anything back in that day, right. you know, or smartphones or anything like that. So, you know, you know, he said that, you know, even when the first riot, you know, came, you know, he had, you know, restaurants and we were operating and open opening then and we were not targeted as, you know, to be as part of the rioting and the looting because, you know, he said he was feeding the rioters and he was doing whatever, you know, he can't, not because of fear, but because he's from the South. Right. He has that sense of community in him. And, you know, subsequently the building that was on fire that was near them, it just kind of spread. And that's how our business was burned down. But, okay. you know, to for him to live through this and have, to have to see the images, it it's truly has shaken him. You know, he's just really emotionally just drained from everything that, that he has and to is see he and what watch, he's Is he watching everything and reading? I, I mean, I can imagine he, he, at 94 he years it. old. Yep. yep, he hears it. You know, people, you know, it's everyone's conversation, but you could not, you know, couldn't get away from all of the looting and everything. And, you know, he knows that. He knows that it has to be, but it, he just says it just grieves him that uh, we still don't have the equality. And, you know, even in business, right. I know I'm, I'm going, I'm just, I, I, you didn't get, gave me a question. I took a whole no, three minute that, run on. No, sentence. no, no, no. That is, I but mean, that's fine. Even in business, you know, the inequality mm-hmm. that, you know, he faced and even I face is trying to build the brand with trying to, you know, Get a loan or line of credit. Yeah, line of credit. All of that. We, you know, there's so many levels of 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 what we need to fight for, and you know, it's like he's like, it's he feels like it's not that we're taking us back. It's like we're still the foot of the man is still on our necks. He says, and it's just it's it's a lot. But we just you know, he said we just got to keep going because he knows that. Um, change has to come, and, and it's just a cycle, and uh, we have to fight for all equality, and especially uh, to rebuild. You know, things have to open up in that way. So it's so many things we need to focus on, and of course, police brutality is important. But if we don't have the equality in the in, at the banks, mm-hmm. we're still oppressed. So let me ask you this, Charmaine. So you, this took a lot of work. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur is a 24-7 job. You, you're always in work mode, always. Yes. So with this, 
Do you, did you sacrifice anything? I don't, I don't know anything about your personal life now. Mm-hmm. Did, but, I mean, did you get married? Did you have kids? Yep. Where did you find the time? Go ahead, answer, well, tell, tell us. You know I'm nosy well, the, as hell. Yeah, it's okay. okay. It's okay. The first sacrifice came, I think, when I go back to saying that I want to begin to build a brand mm-hmm. instead of just not have a restaurant. The first sacrifice came is probably for... 10 years, I probably worked six and a half days a week. And I'll say a half because when I was singing a choir and we used to have a good old choir robe, mm-hmm. I might go to work with my uniform up under and roll my pants up, put my robe on, sing, and go back to work. Wow. So that was because I wanted to just, again, really work alongside of my staff. My, my parents have always taught me to, you know, it's, it's definitely teamwork. You know, you're definitely a leader, but, you know, you can lead with love. Mm-hmm. And that has always been our our mantra, you know, mm-hmm. just lead with love and, and get things done. So probably for 10 years, I probably worked 12 hours a day, six and a half or so days a week. Mm-hmm. And I did get married in between, was married for 12 years. My husband is deceased. Oh, my. And uh, he was a great, great guy. He, he really helped me. Uh, open my second restaurant you know i because we are very transparent you know people my husband had great credit uh-huh. <laughs> because we couldn't get a bank loan <clears throat> so we had to put the second restaurant on credit credit cards mm-hmm. because we couldn't get a bank loan it's still all tying in so i did marry i uh, was married for 12 years and he worked right beside me and i um am am the old lady in the shoe with no kids but i've raised a lot of kids okay and i am um, and I am blessed and, and fortunate and in that area that um, I have great maternal instinct. And they I have three or four of them at my house right now that are wow. my great nieces and nephews that love their auntie. So, you best uh, auntie in the world, aren't you? Best auntie in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have eight sisters. And they, 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 they're trying to figure out why, why I'm not the favorite. But I am the favorite. Okay. And I, you know have uh, just believe in you have to work hard to see the results. And I actually mentor and help a lot of uh, other businesses. You may not know that I'm chairperson of AAA BNA, which mm-hmm. is the acronym for Austin African-American Business Network Association. Yes, yes. So I am the chairperson for that. So I am still pouring into other entrepreneurs of color because you think about how great we are. We are great. We're hard workers, number one. We have great work ethic, number two. Number three, we are smart and we can be business owners, but I want the next generation under me and the generation that's with me, I want us to think of business differently. You know, that mom pop mentality uh, needs to be bigger. And, you know, because you think about when, you know, Madison and Pulaski, how they looted it. But I'm old enough to remember when 90 percent of Madison Pulaski was black owned, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I, I think that we can get back to that if opportunity comes by way of taking the foot off of our necks with this banking and with this access to capital. I was just reading. I think it was yesterday that there were more loans given in one white community in Chicago 
than all black communities put together. Oh wow! I would have loved to share that with just, you. Just, just, just look, look that, look it up. And when okay. I saw that it was job, there's a reason why this is happening. And I'm thinking, just talking to you today, I'm thinking they don't. Is there an entity that does not believe that we deserve better, or they don't want us to have better? It's both. It's both. And it's a fear. You know, Is these, it a fear that we might times, turn this into a, another Black Wall Street? It, it certainly is. It certainly is. It's, it's definitely a fear of that. They'll give money to people of every other persuasion to open businesses <laughs> in our community and won't give us a right. quarter. Right. And I, I, I wish I could talk to someone and, and, you know, you would talk to the to the ones that feel that they have the, um, you know, the entitlement to say that, well, no, you don't deserve it. But I just would, I just would, I would love to understand what their fear is, you know, of us, because one thing about us, we're probably most, because of the faith of our Christian belief, we're probably the quickest to turn our cheek and the quickest to help and extend a hand of help. And, you know, they just are, fearful of, of our success, you know, the, 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 the banks, the white people, the, whomever it is that, that continually want to uh, redline us and, and, and keep us down. I mean, we redline not only at the banks, we redline where we can live, you insurance. know, about where we can go, insurance, you know, it's, 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 it's so many things that we need to tackle. And it's, it's um, you know, we just, I think if everyone found their lane and focused and worked on that, we can chip away at, you know, each because it's such a daunting task. But oh, it is daunting. Wanted to take it, you know, to take on. But, you know, I, um, you know, it's, I, I've, I've been through it all, Terry. I, 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 I was turned down probably 10 or 12 times uh, for a bank loan to open a store in, in Bolingbrook. And because I am a transparent who I am, I, I probably said I was turned down between 17 20 times. And I'll say, let's just say an even number of 20, I'll say probably three out of the 20 times, maybe I needed to get some things together. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not going to put it all on them. Right. But I'm going to say 80% of the time, every time I got to the, on my way to home plate, they moved it. So, oh, if you know, you, this, if, this, oh, well, let mm-hmm. me just ask you this. If you would have had a hundred, an 850 credit rating and you had a restaurant in Hyde Park right mm-hmm. now. That was your only restaurant. Mm-hmm. They, would st- they would still keep moving the dale, um, the goal line, oh, do yeah. you think? It, absolutely, because, you know, it's like, oh, your, your, your cash flow is this. Or, you know, and, and you sit down and you have a conversation, and I'm like, look, I, I've, I've had so many conversations. I know, let me answer the question before you ask it, because I know what you're looking for. This is This is my situation. You know, whether or not, you know, the cash flow, you know, you know, why, why did you make, you know, $200 less last year than this year? I mean, there was that persnickety on asking questions that I feel that were unnecessary. And I know that other races did not get to have to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's, it's very, it's very true. It's very real. They will figure out a way to nitpick and everything. And I, I, I won't name names without, well, I am going to call this, well, maybe not, but here's here's an example. 
I was dealing with a, a particular uh, bank for mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. on trying to get fam- finances, a very recent story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, banks say, you know, what are your life insurance policies? You know, they, they, they ask all that it's standard. Your, your life insurance policy. Oh, yeah. You want to know, they want to know if you, you know, what's the cash value of your life insurance policy? What collateral do you have? You know, it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a standard question. Okay, so go ahead. Wrong. But here's, here's what's not standard. I've never had anyone to ask me to mail in, or not mail in, email the actual policy. I'm like, why? Why can't you take my word that I have, you know, this amount of policy, this amount of face value? Uh, why do you need me to email you a copy. Two years I dealt with this bank. Dealing with another bank right now. They're 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 white of course, but you know they same question, you know, what's your insurance, you know, and you know, you have stocks and bonds or everything because when you get a loan business loan they they want collateral. Mm-hmm. I said, "Yes, I have this amount of insurance and this is the uh cash value or whatever of the policy." They said, "Okay." Not show, send me in the declaration page, the, 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 the page where you signed, all of that. One bank wanted all of that information. One bank said, okay. And both of these were community banks, not of color, but community banks uh-huh. that need to help minorities. Mm-hmm. So those are examples of things that we have to answer. I and just, go can't, I just that, can't believe that you did this and this is after a death of your beloved husband and your your mother i just where did you find your strength oh well you know i you just have to you know have a day or two you know and and, and i'm just that person I, i'll tell anybody okay you're having a bad day take a nap wake up tomorrow's a, a do-over you know you have to have that resilience and and um Again, I don't want anyone who's listening and saying, well, she's making it like, oh, you know, some people grieve differently. Right. Some people work through their grief. Some people uh, uh, serve through their grief. Some people continue to say, this is this is life. Life happens. I, I have a philosophy. The only guarantee in life is that we are going to leave, you know, and, you know, I don't want anybody to leave too soon. But, you know, you know, with, especially with my mom, that was unexpected. Right. Actually, with my husband, that was unexpected. He, was in a, he had a had a, a heart attack while driving. So they oh both were unexpected. unexpected and and let me just tell our listeners, you, Charmaine has never weighed 60 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> that's that's the worst part. She's never, she's one of I'm those so skinny, busy. she's one of them skinny bees. You yes, know what I'm I saying? Am. You know, I am. I Look, mean, she's, working. Working out this morning, trying to put two pounds See, of muscle on oh, this 60, 60 pounds. Okay, thank you very much. See, th- this is why I hate my life. Charmaine, what would you like to leave with our Her Wind Trust listeners today? Listen, I just want everyone to to know that, you know, it's, it's, it's clickish, it's cliche-ish, you know, it's everyone saying this too shall pass and... And everything, but I want everyone to know that, in my opinion, this is an absolute perfect opportunity for us to become stronger business owners, own more, become new business owners, become expanded business owners. Because right now, I believe America is listening. Matter of fact, the world is listening. 
And, you know, of course, to the family of George Floyd, he will live on. I mean, sometimes what he had, what he has had to sacrifice in order to make a change for the better. I don't know if any of us knew that, you know, if someone came to you and said, you got to sacrifice your life in order for the world to be better, we'd probably be like, well, go to the next person. But he, he had no idea that, you know, what he had to endure would would make a change. And I the sacrifice, we could never even begin to understand the pain of the family. Mm-hmm. But I want us as a as a people to take the pain that we're feeling and just make sure that it becomes progress. You know, turn our pain into progress yeah. and to know that we are going to rise above this and we're we're still going to have to fight but I want people that are listening, you know, we, we need to take the fight to the to the banks and everything. We got people that's fighting on the for police brutality. Yeah. So we all need to divide. This is this is this is a united we stand divided we fall thing but this is a divide and conquer thing we need to say we need you over here in this the banking lane we need you here in the housing lane because this is we're 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 in the opportunity to really make an impact i don't think we've had any opportunity like this since the civil rights movement where the whole world is listening and while the world is listening we need to roar and roar loud all right then well listen thank you so much charmaine thank you when all this is over let's go to lunch or something yeah let's go to lunch at uncle remus's absolutely (laughs) consider it done all right then um it has been a pleasure to talk to you stay safe and god bless you i wish i had my dad oh you are a lucky girl all right then um